This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. A couple of days to go until Christmas, but three days to go until our main present of the winter with the return of the Premier League and Arsenal against West Ham United. Uh, We'll be covering plenty more about the game today and later on this evening as well. So make sure you are subscribed and liking the video and turning those notifications on so you never miss a show. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's say morning in the chat box. And then once again, I, I cannot stress how ridiculous it is and how quick it is these people are. I clicked create the stream in StreamYard, and as soon as i'd loaded up youtube just to you know get the link to tweet out olu black shine matt g rocky already saying morning in the chat box these guys are professionals at being first in the chat box but morning to you all vivian carl dave good morning olu uh, <laughs> uh canoe stevie uh i love this comment from dave as well eat sleep hit refresh on youtube around 7:20. repeat the guna talk yeah absolutely that is clearly how people are spending their mornings tuning into the channel uh tony good morning to you hope you have a great christmas too my friends uh good morning to steve and temi and Anne. uh happy friday amira Stephen. good morning martin uh, good morning, Machiavelli. Uh, happy Friday indeed. Christopher, uh, Mark, Andreas, Joe, Yomi. Good morning, guys. Hope you're good and well. Good morning, Lynn. Merry Christmas. Uh, I hope everybody else, of course, has a fantastic Christmas too. Um, we are looking forward, of course, to... Well, there's, there's to give you kind of a little bit of an insight of what's going to happen, I am taking days off on both Christmas Day and Boxing Day. However, I have recorded some uh, shows for both days. Christmas Day special uh, with Sophie, Mike and uh, Lee Judge is going to come out at 8 o'clock. I'm going to have to edit it down because Mike just couldn't help himself. Um, (laughs) And uh, on Boxing Day, I've got a bit of an announcement video going out at 8 a.m. as well. So you'll be able to tune in for both of those. But I will be doing a show on Christmas Eve tomorrow. um, But then it will be 
premiered pre-recorded shows on Christmas Day for a Christmas special uh, and then one on Boxing Day. But of course, I'll be back on the 27th to do a reaction to um, the West Ham United game, unless I do it later on on Boxing Day evening. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but there you go. That's That's what's happening. Let's move on to our first story of the day then. Uh, well, I say first story because I need to tell you about the story for the channel. Uh, Arsenal play West Ham United on uh, the 26th and we'll be doing our preview show. The members preview show returns this evening at 6pm UK time. We'll be joined um, by some of the members from the Discord server of which we had a massive boost of people joining us in the Discord server yesterday. Uh, a massive thank you to Francois, one of our listeners, gifted 50 memberships, which allowed 50 people uh, into the chat box. I've left a brand new link in the community tab for our new TGT ambassadors uh, to click and join our Discord server. So we welcomed plenty of new people to the group yesterday. I've also noticed that we've seen a lot of people join our Strava club as well for Eat, Sleep, Arsenal, Repeat. Uh, if you want to get involved with our Strava club, you just need to go www.strava.com slash clubs slash ESARP. That's E-S-A-R-P, Eat, Sleep, Arsenal, Repeat podcast. Um, so get involved on both fronts. And if you haven't become a member yet, you can, of course, do that and join up to our Discord server if you are indeed a TGT ambassador or expert member. Moving to our genuine first story of the day, Manchester City progressed in the Carabao Cup to the quarterfinal uh, to add to their nightmare January fixture. Man City will now play at least one more game than Arsenal, uh, potentially even two more games than Arsenal should they go through, um, and potentially even three, uh, depending on what happens in the FA Cup. So at the moment, their January looks like this. Um, they play Chelsea on the 5th of January in the Premier League at Stamford Bridge. They then play Chelsea again at the Etihad three days later in the third round of the FA Cup. They then play uh, Southampton. Now, the date's to be confirmed. It says the 10th. I imagine it will probably be the 11th that it gets moved to where they play Southampton uh, on the 11th at St Mary's. They then travel to Old Trafford three days later, we expect, uh, to play Manchester United on the 14th. Then five days later, they play Manchester. Uh, they play Tottenham uh, at Manchester City Stadium, and then three days after that, they play Wolves at the Etihad Stadium once again. And then, if they have beaten Southampton, they will then play again in the first leg of their Carabao Cup semi-final before then playing Tottenham again on the fifth of February, which I think is then followed in a midweek game with the second leg of the semi-final of the Carabao Cup. They then play Aston Villa on the 12th before playing us on the 15th of February, three days after they play Villa at the Emirates in what is obviously what we hope will still be very much a title-challenging uh, game. It is very, very good uh, to know this stuff. Um, and uh, I'm hoping that all of these games for Man City, of course, will in some way create uh, a difficulty for them. That is absolutely uh, what we're hoping for. Uh, Pablo Marie returned to action with Monza, uh, which is fantastic to see, obviously. He went through such an awful experience, uh, uh, you know, a couple of months ago to do what he did to come back to train and get ready and then get involved with a game in which Monza actually beat Leon in a friendly uh, 2-1. So Marie and, and Lacazette rejoined one another uh, they play again today against Akronatetse, uh, which I don't know anything about, uh, but they'll play them before they get back to Serie A action on Wednesday, the 4th of January, when they play Fiorentina 
And again, a very heavy January for Monza playing Inter, playing Juventus uh, and Sassuolo and Cremonense. Cremonense is going to be a massive game for them. So, uh, yeah, massive, massive props to Pablo Marie for fighting his way back uh, to fitness. Uh, Mikel Arteta conducted his press conference yesterday. Uh, you can, of course, go back and watch that in full if you would prefer. Uh, the Arsenal Way provides that clips or all of the clips for you to go back and watch. But we're going to react to some of the things that he was talking about. First of all, we talked about returning to action. He said it's been an unusual period, obviously, with the World Cup, but a period as well that we have used to train on certain things that we needed to train and to spend some time on certain players that we haven't been with their national teams. Now everybody is back, apart from Saliba, who's going to be back tomorrow, being today that you're listening to this, hopefully. Uh, so let's crack on to the second part of the season, which is going to be interesting and intense. And we're really looking forward to it. He provided some injury updates. He says, with Gabby uh, Jesus, it's very difficult to put a time frame on his recovery. It was a significant injury. And knowing him, I prefer not to give any dates away. With Reese, unfortunately, he picked up an injury in the game against Juventus. And he's going to be out for a while. He was actually pressed on that. Uh, and he did say that it was going to be a matter of weeks, uh, not days. Uh, but he'll be out for a few weeks. So maybe be back by the end of January but maybe the start of February as well. Uh, he says that Emil Smith-Rowe is close. He's starting to train again. He had a little setback, but he is in a good place. As expectations, I've told you, Smith-Rowe is meant to be back in January for some of the games. And lastly, when talking about transfers, he says, we are going to be active. And active means always looking to strengthen the team. This squad still doesn't have the luxury of not maximizing every single window. And we have to do that because it's really important. But then we want to get the right profile, the right player, and a player that is really going to impact the team and take us to the next level. It's good to see Arteta kind of giving us that promise, if you like, that, of course, they are going to be active in the window. And lastly, about West Ham, he said they're very dangerous. I know for sure David Moyes has been working the team really hard since he took over. He absolutely maximized the potential of that team and took them to a different level and I'm sure they have been working really hard like we all have been in this period it will be very it will be a very difficult contest so there you go um, really looking forward to seeing of course what happens he provided a couple more updates which I'm going to talk to you about shortly but Gabriel Jesus did post a picture of him progressing which is obviously a really good thing as well uh, and Edu posted to his social media outlets uh, of him cooking now we know when Edu starts posting about him cooking it must mean he's cooking something up in the world of transfers so whether it's his barbecue whether he's on a boat somewhere out in a holiday it usually is is followed by some interesting transfer stuff. He loves a little tease, and we're happy that Edu's cooking because he could be cooking up a storm in this January transfer window. On Cedric, Arteta did um, talk about Cedric and was asked about Cedric. He said that we need to be really careful. He says we know where we are in terms of the squad and the numbers that we have, so we're going to be extremely cautious in what we do this window. Jack Rosser also reported that the, the deal between the two clubs, Arsenal and Fulham, is not fully kind of done at this moment in time. Arsenal are still ifing and erring about the situation. So let's see what happens. I imagine if Arsenal were able to get themselves a replacement. Yesterday, we talked about Ivan Fresneda from Real Valladolid. Maybe he's the guy that Arsenal end up signing if they allow uh, Cedric to go. We'll have to see if indeed uh, that changes. Uh, now, Arsenal have been given the green light from Mikhailo Mudrik uh, to try and go out and sign him. However, uh, the Shakhtar Donetsk manager has also come out and said that he wants 
him to stay. He is hoping to work with him for longer. He says, at the moment, no one has met the valuation that the club are asking for Mikhailo. I hope that I can have some more time with him. He's a supernatural talent. Let's see what happens in January. It's his and the club's decision. Uh, I am hoping that we're getting into a matter of time stage with this. Of course, there's no guarantees that that is what is going to happen. But every single story we hear sounds like the right kind of noise coming from the Mudrick side of things. He absolutely wants to join Arsenal. We know that. And Arsenal absolutely want to sign him. It's just about whether or not the two clubs can come to an agreement on Mikhailo Mudrick. Now, Palmeiras, in our final story of the day, are said to be expecting a €25 million Euro bid for Danilo this January. Arsenal, as we know, have had interest in the player. That said, David Orsi of The Athletic said that at the moment in time, Arsenal weren't necessarily looking at Danilo in that January window. What this means is obviously that a couple of the other teams that were said to be interested, like Monaco, for example, they might end up stealing Danilo away. And despite Arsenal having interest in the Brazilian midfielder, it could be that Arsenal end up missing out on him because they are focusing more so on strengthening in the forward areas. But that completes all of today's stories, which means we're going to move to part two and your questions right after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, let's uh, let's tackle let's tackle some of these questions you've got in the chat box. Uh, Football Army says, "Get Edu in a shirt on loan for the rest of the season." May <laughs> the man looks like he can still put in a tackle or two, and we might need the reinforcements. Edu on the pitch, you know, he's absolutely still got it. There's there's no doubt in my mind that he can still do a job for us. Um, Stephen says, "Players have played less games than they would have in the Premier League in Europe, etc." They should come back fresh. Fingers crossed that they do. Um, of course, we've had friendlies over this time. Some players have played a lot of games like Saka. Um, some players haven't played really any games like Ramsdale and Saliba. So hopefully we get players back ready and raring to go. Uh, Oli says, hey, Tom, do you think Eddie should focus on his strength in the box rather than trying to replicate Jesus? I think there's obviously parts of his game he can develop that are more similar to Jesus. You think about the... Uh, well, you, you think about what he can do in terms of his, his finishing and and how he drops in at times. But yes, I agree with you, Olu. I think ultimately Enketia needs to focus on the things he's really good at. If you start moving away from those things, his finishing is going to drop. His, you know, how clinical he is is going to drop. So you do want to see him you know, improve and get better and use the strengths he has to his uh, to kind of his caliber of, of, of characteristics. Uh, Dave, absolutely. Arteta could definitely do a shift for us if we needed him to. He gets involved in the training sessions uh, significantly, I can tell you that. Uh, Matt G says, Tom, have you seen the clip of Darwin Nunez missing a sitter against City? 
can you please do a tactical breakdown on how he didn't score? I watched bits and pieces of the game last night, but uh, no, I've not yet seen that specific clip. I'm sure if I type in Nunez. Here we go. The £80 million man hits the post from five yards out. I suppose five yards is probably a bit harsh, but goodness me, that is really, he's missed loads of chances. I didn't realise I was watching a compilation. I thought I was going to see the chances over and over and over again. But no, I'm watching a compilation of misses from Darwin Nunez in the same game. Thank goodness we signed who we signed. I know that not Darwin Nunez is fit right now and Jesus isn't. But arguably, I think Jesus might be able to score as many goals whilst he's out as Nunez does in the next month. Touch wood, of course. Uh, Amira says, what's the minimum fee you'd let Cedric go for in January? Looking at the remaining fullbacks, injury record and availability, it sometimes feels like we only have two or three options to choose from. I think we have to try and get a few million quid for the guy uh, in an obligation to buy at the end of the season, which seems to be the structure of the deal as reported previously. Um, but it is tough because, as you say, you know, we are, if we let Cedric go, then we're down to Tommy and White. And Tommy and White, I mean, Tommy in particular has suffered from injury problems. White, as we know, has had his own injuries. He had them at the end of last season. Um, I think that you've got the youngsters like Rule Waters, but I think we might need to bring in somebody if we do let him go. Um, it might be better to just allow him to stand to the end of the season and then sell him. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Kai says, uh, I heard 100 million is to spend. What about Mudrik for 50, Valvich for 35, and Tillemans for 15? What are your thoughts? My thoughts are, why on earth? With Juventus, who bought Vlaovic for 70-odd million, let him go for 35, even with their financial situation, which isn't even being that widely reported anymore, why they'd let him go for 35, I don't know. Mudrik, again, I think he's going to cost you a bit more than 50 million, and Tillemans apparently less to want around 20. I still don't see Arsenal spending 100 million in January. I think that would be mad if we did. It'd be great, don't get me wrong. I'd love to see us go out and spend that much to show the ambition. Um, but yeah, look, I, I, I can't see that happening at all. Uh, P2G says, uh, hi, Tom. Uh, what do you think about getting Tyler, uh, Onyango from Everton? I don't know much about him at all, to be honest, uh, as an eight and Milinkovic Savic in the making. Um, I don't know anything about this guy, Tyler Onyango. Let's have a quick look, uh, at him. I always appreciate learning about new players. 19-year-old. Uh, he's only valued, according to transfer marks, at £450,000, uh, which obviously isn't a lot, but maybe he'd be one for the future. Has he played in the Premier League so far? No. Uh, he is on loan uh, at Burton Albion this season um, until 2023. Uh, so he's played 13 times uh, for League One side Burton Albion. Don't know much about him, mate, to be honest. He plays in central midfield. What I would say, if you, the danger of signing a young mid, midfielder at the moment is that we've got the likes of Charlie Patino, Miles Lewis, Skelly coming through. Do you want to block that pathway with somebody else coming in? I'm not so sure. Um, Manu says, hi, Tom. Not necessarily Arsenal related, but do you think Rashford's recent form is just a patch of good form for a player who has lost it? Or do you think he's finally getting back to his best after a rough patch? Uh, I love the guy. Um, a lot of people like Marcus Rashford for very clear and obvious reasons he's a very good and nice guy um i think that he's shown some great form you know i don't want him doing well for man united because i don't like man united um but from an individual side of things it's always nice seeing him do well individually i just hope that he can put in great individual performances and man united still lose um but yeah it looks like he's, he's turned a bit of a corner again and getting back to his best his goal the other day um against uh, um who was it against burnley um 
was great. You know, the run, the finish, a uh, little bit of luck on the way. Of course, you need a little bit of luck sometimes, but the finish was was fantastic. Francois, our very own TGT Santa Claus in the chat box, says, uh, Hey, Tom, can you make a show on the performance of these 100 million plus players in the world? Darwin, Anthony, Grealish, of course. I don't see any of them performing to that level. I may be wrong. I've been given a lot of ideas for videos. Um, I may not have time to do one specifically on that. What I want to do and what someone who I wish I could give credit for, if I can remember their name off the top of my head, uh, asked me to do a video on, in fact, I might be able to find it in the comments section, is uh, I was asked to do a video on how much Arsenal have spent compared to you know all the other teams because there's a bit of a misconception around the idea of how much teams have spent i can't i can't annoyingly find oh i can it was uh hibin mohammed says and left a comment that says tom could you make a breakdown on the total spend of arsenal in comparison to other clubs i'm so tired of people saying arteta spent the most money in winning the league is a bare minimum it's genuinely a false statement here's the figures as per the transfer market chelsea spent 674 million man united 529 man city 452 spurs 396 Arsenal 394, Newcastle 306, and Liverpool 267. I looked at total spend rather than net spend because it would be unfair to judge Edu and Arteta for the poor business of the previous regime. It's a really good point. Uh, it's not easy to get good money for any average players at best, overpaid and toxic players. Uh, Hibin, it's a, it's, a, it's a really good idea. It's something that I'm taking on board, Francois. Uh, I, I think that that incorporates some of your idea into it as well. That's something I am genuinely interested in doing something on. So maybe in the gap between Christmas and New Year's, we look at that ahead of the January transfer window. But I thought it was a great idea and I might incorporate it into a future show. Uh, Michael says, why don't you see us spending 100 million in January? We're always told the club will spend when the right players are available. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that that's... And, and whether those players are available is kind of the big question, you know. And I think that you still have certain restrictions on how much you can spend. To me, ambition is not measured by how much you spend. It's about what you're spending money on. You know, it needs to be quality players. Arsenal spent over a billion pounds since Cronkies came into the club in 2007, well over a billion now. And you'd say that actually the, the success rate of the players we've bought during that period, and this goes under lots of managers and lots of executives at the club, then, you know, the, the success rate is not high enough. It's increased dramatically since Arteta and Edu came into the club but it's not been good enough over that period. And that shows that spending is not always, you know, a guaranteed way of showing ambition or guaranteed way to success. You have to spend accurately um, and correctly in the market. Um, any good loans available, says Afsar? It's, again, very tricky because a loan is going to be a player that a club are willing to let go um, for a period of time without a transfer fee. Uh, a club like Arsenal getting a hold of a player on loan that's going to be good enough is very, very tricky to come up with. I, I genuinely can't think of any players that would be available on loan. Some people suggest like Memphis Depay, but he's only got six months left on his deal at Barca. Why would they let him go on loan? It's, again, it's a very difficult thing um, to see happen. Uh, a really good level is a good loan move for a player. Um Let's go to uh, Billy, who says, is there a target this January that Arsenal are going for with the same energy they put in for Gabriel Jesus? Fingers crossed it's going to be um, Mikhailo Mudrik. You know, they're going, they, they really want him. They're going in hard for him. They are 
try, they will be trying to get him at a price they feel is more representative of the player's value. But I'm sure they'll be aware that, you know, January prices mean that you are going to have to play an extra premium on that. Um, and he is valued very, very highly by Shakhtar. And Arsenal aren't the only club that want him. So that's going to, of course, increase the price in him as well. So you need to make sure that we're spending well, spending accurately and uh, deliberate whether or not it's worth the investment, but that's always going to be really important. Um, Wellness with Wallace uh, says, up to now, it's not that we haven't spent, it's we've spent poor. That's why. Uh, that's where I think that other clubs spend big on one top player and we've tried buying cheap and been caught short. It's just my opinion. I think obviously we've done a mix, haven't we, really? We've spent big on some players and it hasn't gone well. You think of Pepe, you know, it's not gone well. You think of Mustafi, uh, you think of Lacazette. Um, these players we spent a big, big fee on and they've not necessarily returned on that investment. Um, we have also tried to bring in players on lower amounts of money and they've done well. Tommy Asu, Gabriel Martinelli, you know, players that we spent around 20 and significantly less in terms of Martinelli. And then they've done a really good job for us. Even Zinchenko at 30 and Erdegaard at 30, Ramsdale at 30. You know, these players that have cost reasonable transfer fees and have definitely provided us more than what their transfer fee suggested that they would. And I think that's really important. Some players you have to invest big in. Ben White, I think, has obviously been a great investment for us at £50 million. I think that was a really, you know, it was a lot of questions when we first did it. But I don't think there's many people suggested now that Ben White at £50 million wasn't a good decision back in the summer of 2021. I think he is paid back on that investment. I think if you were to sell Ben White now, it would be for more than what we bought him for. And he has gone to become worth more than a £50 million in terms of the position that he is. So, yes, uh, Mustafi on my days. Yeah, £34 million on Squadron Mustafi. £34. £17 million on Lucas Perez. I mean, you go back. I know we've done this loads, but I always enjoy looking back over Arsenal's transfer history because it makes me feel good about the things that we've done more recently. Uh, and it makes me feel much better about what we're doing in the market up until this point. Um, Lucas Torreira cost us 25 million pounds and that went down the drain i mean burton leno did a good job for us but he's not been the keeper to you know nail down that spot for the future and ultimately wasn't the ball playing goalkeeper that we needed and we spent more than 20 million pounds on him i think the 16 odd million we spent on socrates was too much money you know that that was a crazy amount of money uh, we invested huge amounts of wages into henrik mkhitaryan during the swap with alexis sanchez um yeah so 34 million pounds for mustafi 18 odd million pounds for Lucas Perez. We spent three million pounds on Takuma Asano. You know, like, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot of money for a player that then never ever plays for you and leaves for, for next to nothing. Um, Petr Cech, we spent over 10 million on, and I don't think was necessarily worth it either. Uh, Callum Chambers, we spent 18 million pounds on. So did we with, with Danny Welbeck. We spent nearly 50 million pounds on Gabriel Paulista. Remember him, Brazilian centre back. Again, didn't ever really be, was never really able to to nail down that spot. Even though I quite liked him, was just never able to do that job. Um, and you continue to go back through the years, and and we've spent like ten million quid on Javinho. I mean, come on, <laughs> it weren't great, was it? It was not great at all. Uh, Byron says I still believe Lucas Perez wasn't given enough of a chance. Me too. You know, I I genuinely thought when he came from Deportivo after he had a great season, scored loads of goals in La Liga, was one of the better strikers in the league that season. Just wasn't given the chance. He was definitely a backup. And Arsene Wenger, I think, was signed a player that he never really wanted that badly. Um, 
and that's a real shame because I think we probably ruined the end of his career, uh, to be honest. You know, he went to West Ham and then went back to Spain and he's never been the same, never been able to replicate. The, he, he wasted the best years of his career in the Premier League with two clubs or he didn't really get too many minutes. Real, real big shame on that one. Um, it is what it is. Um, sometimes Diogo says, not sure it's how you spend it. 30 uh, odd on Granit Xhaka, but Mikel makes him look worth more than that. Only took the right manager. You know, I think obviously there are some players that you... I mean, let's be honest. Granit Xhaka, when we bought him for 30 million, was rated amongst the best young midfielders in Europe at that time. It was a good investment. You look at what he was like for Switzerland, again, performed well. And to be honest, even though he made mistakes at Arsenal, and we know the mistakes that he did, he remains still a very consistent and strong leader for this group. Wasn't always the best, don't get me wrong, but I think that he absolutely justified what we ended up paying for him in the end. And certainly now, you know, he's one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. So that investment certainly proved worth it in the end for the longevity that we've had him at the club as well. He's been here for, what, seven, eight years? So you're looking at him being a few million quid a season in the amount of time, plus, of course, the wages on top of things. It's really good. Uh, Marcus says, okay, Tom, get back to the positive signings now. (laughs) Uh, Rahul says, hi, Tom. How would you rate the window if we signed Mudrik and a midfielder? Probably an eight out of 10. Um, You know, I think the Mudrik adds a lot to our forward line. A midfielder's key. If it was a 10 out of 10 window, we would have added a forward as well. But it's who that forward is that's really, really important. I guess also who the midfielder is also matters significantly, whether your, your windows are high eight or, you know, going to a low seven. Um, Matt says, how many more ignorant comments until to Arsene Wenger totally ruins his reputation? It's so disappointing. It is disappointing. I, I listened to the Arsecast. I think it was where they were talking about, you know, he's very much a company man, James was saying, and kind of, is unfortunately really adopting kind of this FIFA rhetoric and and that is really harming his post uh, host managing career. I'm just trying to focus with Arsene Wenger on what he did uh, at Arsenal and the success he had at Arsenal, but it's very difficult when he starts saying things like he did uh, during the World Cup. Um, Crossfire says, uh, do you think that Martinelli will play over in Ketty against West Ham? I personally don't think, no, I don't think so. I think in Ketty will start and Martinelli will play left and Saka will play right. I don't see why we would change it um, at this moment in time. I think we'll change it if Nketiah doesn't perform well enough in those games. That's that's when we will change it. Um, Tom says, the worst one that we paid for was $11 million for Jovino when we had the opportunity to sign Edin Hazard by simply spending $24 million that Barca gave us for Fabricas. Honestly, the Edin Hazard transfer will haunt me for the rest of my days. He was a player that I wanted for a long time. When I first joined up on Twitter, one of the first accounts I followed was a, a propaganda account that was all about Eden Hazard to Arsenal when he was at Lille. And then two years later, he signed for Chelsea. Um, that that transfer will haunt me for a long, long time. What could have been if we'd have got our hands on Eden Hazard? Um, Byron says, imagine where the club would be had we not if we'd not had Raul Sanyehi. Uh Apologies for my spelling. Uh, Sanyehi is spelt, uh, Sanlehi, I think is actually how it's spelt. Uh, S-A-N-L-L-E-H-I, Raul Sanlehi. Um, he, um, yeah, terrible, terrible, really terrible acquisition and appointment at the club and made some significant mistakes and invested some silly money. Um, that said, we can say that under him, we did sign Martinelli, we did sign Saliba, we did sign Tierney. He was still here when we made those signings. So some of it was good. But I'd like to think that maybe that was more so others um, than him, but it probably wasn't. 
Um, but it wasn't, you know, there were some things that really, really did harm us during that period with him at the club. Anyway, uh, let's round things off there. As I said at the start of the show, we will be doing a preview tonight, six o'clock, looking ahead to the game against West Ham United. So make sure you join me and my guests from the Discord server. There's plenty more of you now in the Discord. Uh, so I hope that you guys are going to get involved with some of the preview shows that we will continue to be doing across uh, the rest of this season. Uh, we get three guests on every single preview show to get their lineups, their thoughts, their opinions, uh, talking all about what's going on with the team news and thoughts ahead of the game. So do make sure you get involved with the Discord server when I reach out and ask for guests to come on. But later on today, six o'clock, three guests will be joining me to talk all things about Arsenal at West Ham, looking at our lineups that we would choose for the game uh, and our five-star performers as well. I hope that you have a fantastic Friday uh, and then Christmas Eve tomorrow. I will see you for the final 8am show that I'll be live on. And then as I say at the start of the show, I'll be doing a pre-recorded Christmas special on Christmas Day. And then on Boxing Day, I've got another pre-recorded announcement video for you guys in the morning then as well. Uh, so yeah, have a brilliant weekend. If I don't see you before then, uh, have a great day. And I'll see you this evening for the preview show. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.